Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show for the week of April 26th. We're already headed to May and uh, little by little we're coming out of this whole quarantine slowly but surely. But hey, we got some great stuff for you this episode. We have New Jersey's Friend Circle Band and Zach Johnson of the band joins us to talk about their latest album which drops this Friday, May 1st, Internet Noise. Make sure you follow the band on the streaming services so you can hear it for yourself. Zach Johnson, Friend Circle, coming up next on The Roman Show and a whole lot more. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital. Go fly. Guidance. Surgeon. Go flight. Econ. Or go flight. GNC. We're going. Tell me to go. Control. Go. 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 FAO. We are going. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. We're going flight. Launch control. This is Houston. We are going for launch. The Roman Show. With your host. Rodolfo Roman. Hey everyone, it's your uh, the Rodolfo Roman here, your host. Thanks so much for joining us on the program again. And um, hey, listen, uh, a very special thank you to the media. They have covered the Jim Ross interview. Um, it came out on several websites uh, such as WrestleZone, Wrestling Inc. I believe I even saw SE Scopes or Scoops. Uh, many many sites but either way thank you very much if you haven't had the chance to catch that interview head on over to theromanshow.com and it'll be right there on a featured interview right there on the top of the website so that's theromanshow.com or just head over to youtube.com forward slash roman 201 that's youtube.com forward slash 201 and subscribe to our channel and you can hear it right there uh very easily or just Go back to our iTunes or Spotify and listen to the episode where we feature the interview. But thanks so very much. It's been very popular uh, as Jim Ross took some time to speak to us. Almost about a 30-minute interview there. So thanks again, Mr. Jim Ross, for your chance of, uh, of sharing your thoughts and, and your opinion about the world of wrestling and a whole lot more. But this week, we have something else for you. We have Zach Johnson of Friend Circle. Uh, the New Jersey band is an inspiration. Uh, well, it was inspired, actually, by bands such as Blink-182 and, and more of the poppy punk bands uh, of the early 2000s, uh, which we are our fans of. Uh, every time I find myself just listening to the Blink-182 and some 41 and good charlotte and, and all those bands uh when i'm working out so these guys are trying to keep that alive and they have a new album internet noise which drops this friday so zach will join us on the program to talk about it that and a whole lot more and how they're dealing with this whole quarantine you know how are bands performers dealing with this stuff since they're unable to perform so he'll join us in just a few here on the program. But listen, special shout out to Fight Back CBD. That's Fight Back CBD. Uh, it's THC free and it's a wonderful product that helps you as far as any anxiety or any uh, issues with your joints or pain. 
I take uh, myself, I take it myself on a daily basis, and I have to tell you that I have seen results. So that's Fightback CBD. Give them a follow on Instagram. That's Fightback CBD, or just head on over to the website FightbackCBD.com. And a Manscaped. You've heard about Manscaped. It's the uh, the best tool to groom yourself down in your jewels. You can use the promo code The Roman Show. That's promo code The Roman Show to get a percentage off your purchase and free shipping. That's manscaped.com, the best tool to cut your jewels. And not literally, but at least the pubes. You know what I'm saying? It's a little hairy down there. And what better time to do that as we are stuck in quarantine? So head on over to manscaped.com and get yourself a wonderful tool that your lady will thank you for. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's talk a little pro wrestling. Uh, oh, but before we get there, make sure you give the social uh, follow on all of our socials, Roman the at the Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, our Roman Two Hundred One is on YouTube.com. That's our YouTube.com for slash our Roman Two Hundred One, uh, and visit our website, theRomanShow.com, where we are live all the time. Well, let's talk some pro wrestling here, as you know. The pandemic has shifted the division or the perspective of sporting events. We haven't had any live events other than really pro wrestling. And there are no fans inside the arena or stadium or whatever it may be. And Vince McMahon, during WWE's recent first quarter earnings call, mentioned that they may be pulling the plug on house shows or live events. Now, WWE house shows used to be a huge money earner for the company, and the warmer crowds would usually refrain from booing the likes of Roman Reigns and John Cena. However, in a conference call back uh, last year, he had mentioned that they were going to reimagine the whole look of live shows going forward and the company slowly began to reduce the number of live events. Now, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has even suggested that the shows may be in fact losing company money at this point. Therefore, there might be a possibility that after we come out of this whole pandemic stuff, we might not have any more live events. Now, this is good for the performers because like that, they're not traveling every single day or, or, or about five days out of the week or six days out of the week. Now, it's bad because, of course, the branding of WWE, it's not consistent. You have to wait every Monday or, or, or Friday. But remember, now you have three brands. So now you have three episodes or three episodic episodes a week, Monday NXT on Wednesday, and then SmackDown on Friday. And then a fourth day being the pay-per-views on a Sunday, at least once a month. So once a month, you have four shows a week. Once a month. That's not bad. If you throw in there a live event, and I'm sure that they'll they'll have maybe one event, like on a Friday or a Saturday, but it will probably be every other day. Every other week, sorry, every other week. Because let's face it, we're not going to go to live events until maybe next year sometime in the mid, middle of next year. Who knows? The point is, this is a great chance of these wrestlers 
getting a chance to heal up and get better content, in my opinion, on TV. Because now they're resting and healing their body. You see AEW, they do their stuff only once a week. And they're not using all the wrestlers every single time. You know, Cody Rhodes doesn't wrestle every single week. So this is a great opportunity for these guys to really allow us to enjoy their matches. And now if they eliminate the live tours or live events in general, then you're talking about that these people will probably wrestle maybe twice a week. Sometimes. Maybe just once. Allowing them to recuperate. We'd love to get your opinion on these uh, potentially canceling or eliminating live shows now one thing is that you know when wwe comes in town they take over and this is an opportunity for 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 the fans to do meet and greets and so forth they will now not allow they won't have uh that ability anymore to do that you would have to wait for a monday night raw and i don't think that they would do that on a monday night raw unless it's very early like a four o'clock or five o'clock right before shooting live but I would love to get your opinion. Send me an email, info at theromanshow.com. would love to hear your thoughts as far as WWE potentially getting rid of live events. And I'm talking about house shows, not Monday Night Raw, of course. Now, Bevatine Dream uh, has been in somewhat of a hot water, allegedly. Um, there are allegations that he sent nude photos and explicit messages to people that were underage. Now, he did go on Twitter uh, the, and, and I quote him here, be assured that I did not communicate inappropriately with anyone. Private photo of mine was shared without my consent or knowledge. And I am working with a third party to look into this matter. Now, we all know how serious this could be. Sharing content with underage people is a huge mistake. And it would be very unfortunate if in any case there is some sort of a legitimate legitimacy to this. I, and I, I possibly not. Maybe he was leaked. And they're using his picture here. But Velveteen Dream, as we know, it, is such a great talent. And it's just so sad that someone is messing around with his uh, phone and accessing his picture and putting him in this debacle. So hopefully he comes out all right and we get to see Velveteen Dream on TV without any backlash. Now, the story here of the week that I want to conclude for this portion here. Coronavirus, as we know, has been causing a huge stir. Think about it. We don't have fans at events anymore. They wrestle in an empty arena. But one woman took to Facebook to share a photo of an official WWE NWO shirt that is for sale. According to her, she took to Facebook and she wrote Global Elite Pushing for the NWO New World Order which includes one leader, one world religion, one world currency, and one world government. She ended by saying it is time to show Walmart what we think and start supporting small business. Of course, you can imagine that people took to social media and bashed this lady. Some of the comments include, hey lady, NWO is wrestling and that's been around for years. And Walmart is selling a wrestling t-shirt far from an agenda platform for world domination. Now, how stupid can we be at this lady who has absolutely nothing to do but to go to Walmart and just scope out the scene and without any, without doing any homework here, any research, she takes to social media and says that 
Walmart is pushing for the NWO, the New World Order. What an idiot. That's all I have to say about that. Hey, listen, Post Malone, shout out to Post Malone. The man did an amazing tribute to Nirvana. If you haven't seen it, just get on over uh, on YouTube. Search for Sir Post Malone Nirvana. Amazing performance. I think it was like about an hour and a half or so. But the guy is talented. You know, originally he was actually scheduled to be the main singer of a band. And that didn't work out. So he ended up doing the whole rap thing. But boy, the guy is talented as hell. He hit it right on the he hit the, the nail on the coffin. And he's been getting a lot of praise for his performance. Uh, that he did this past weekend at home with Travis Barker and, and, and many other guys that supported him here. But get it if you have an opportunity, please do so. It's the best thing that we got uh, right now. And, and hey, you never know. We might even see this live uh, a tour. You never know. A, a Nirvana tribute band tour. You know, and you have Post Malone there. We don't, we don't know. But I have to tell you that the guy raised about, I believe, $3 million so far as they were raising funds for the World Health Organization. But performance, uh, again, the performance is absolutely amazing. And I invite you guys to head on over and watch it during this quarantine time. Since most of us are just really scratching our heads. And after we're done doing what we have to do, what do we do next? Well, watch Post Malone's performance. You'll thank me later. All right, guys. Uh, one thing that you will have to do this Friday is listen to Friend Circle's new album, Internet Noise, which drops May 1st. Zach Johnson of the band joins us here on the program to talk about the music and a whole lot more. Zach, thanks for joining us in the program, and he is up next. Enjoy, everyone. We'll be right back. Well, thanks again, Zach. Uh, Friend Circle doing a great job there of bringing that 2000 flavor of pop punk something that we need during these times because th that music was just so great you know it was an opportunity to re it's with your catharsis you know you release everything and make fun of all the dumb things that people did back in their teenage years but friend circle and among other bands are definitely doing that by keeping that genre alive so thank you very much zach and friend circle and listen to the album this coming Friday, May 1st. Hey, Pat Militich is not done with fighting. According to longtime MMA promoter and manager Monte Cox, UFC Hall of Famer Militich will compete in a fight after this whole pandemic stuff is over with. He's going to fight against Michael Nunn in a kickboxing match. Now, Michael Nunn is a WBA boxing champion. Militich, of course, is a UFC Hall of Famer. And Cox, who managed Militage for much of his career, revealed the booking will take place after the pandemic during a recent episode of the It's Time with Bruce Buffer podcast. The fight was originally being discussed for April, but has been pushed off because of COVID-19. Mind you, Militage is 52, Michael Nunn is 56, but get this, Nunn was just recently released from prison. That's right. He was serving a 16.5 or 16 and a half years of a 24-year sentence for pleading guilty to one count of conspiracy to distribution or to distribute cocaine. Will you tune in to watch that? 
Militic hasn't, hasn't fought since 2002. So you're going to get two 50-year-old guys or late 50-year-old guys because none is 56. Uh, Militic being the younger guy at 52. You're going to get two 50 guys, 50-year-old guys going at it one-on-one. Are you going to tune in? Are you excited about this? Please share your thoughts. Is it even worth buying this? You guys are not at the prime anymore. I mean, I'm all, I'm okay with the senior league. That's great, but don't put this stuff as your main event. It's become like a sideshow, if you know what I'm, if you know what I'm talking about here. Hey, so the uh, one thing though that is that I'm going to be serious about is that uh, the UFC will indeed host their event May 9th, with the main event being Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson. And it's going to take place in Florida, in Jacksonville. Shout out to Combat Night, which were the la- was which was the last promotion in the states to have an event, and they held it in Jacksonville. As you know, Dana White has stated that he had a an island prepared, ready to go. But we're gonna go ahead and stay in the states. And Star Veterans Memorial Arena is the venue as Ferguson and Gaethje will be the main event followed by Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz for the Bantamweight title. Francis Ngannou and uh, Rosensterk are also on the card. Jeremy Stevens, Calvin Catter. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a whole, it's a great freaking card. Donald Cerrone, Anthony Pettis. Man, this is just Nico Price, Vicente Luque. Good stuff. Verdum versus uh, Alexi Olyanek. This is the fight actually was supposed to happen quite some time uh, over in Russia. And now we're making it happen here in the States. So really great fight and an opportunity for us to finally sit back, relax, and watch some freaking fights for once. And a good fight too with Justin and and, and Ferguson. Of course, it's going to be in an empty arena, but hey, it's some fresh content. I can't wait to sit back. On May 9th, it's a few days after Cinco de Mayo, and enjoy an amazing fight card. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Really appreciate the love and support. And um, again, make sure you follow our socials. Uh, Romano 201 is our YouTube channel. And you can always find us on our website, theromanshow.com. Hey, we'll catch you right here on the program. Thanks you very much. Make sure you share and like our, our, our socials. As I mentioned, the Facebook and Instagram is Roman Show Media and on Twitter at The Roman Show. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. If you haven't on, you haven't heard. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. And, uh, you know, as we're all laying at home and staring at the stars, at the ceiling, or your four walls, uh, it's good to know that just fresh music, although we can't see the bands live in person at the venue, at least we can hear it on Spotify or any of the streaming services. And Friend Circle from New Jersey, the pop punk band, is going to be releasing their latest album on May 1st. 
I think that might be the day they let us out. I don't know yet. We still haven't heard confirmation on that. But Zach Johnson joins us right now. He is part of the band. The new single, Loose Cannon, is available as we speak on uh, the streaming services. But Zach, thanks so much for joining us here on The Roman Show, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. So, so let me ask you guys. What I, I know it's been tough for for musicians. Uh, you guys have 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 been uh, pretty creative as far as as far as have you been sharing music. Some of, I've seen like Adelita's Way and, and other bands have uh, live concerts uh, on Facebook Live, and people donate or they just perform new music because they're bored or they just want to still be interacting with fans. Uh, what have you guys been doing? So, yeah, a lot of the shows that we've been playing have been canceled, and I've seen, you know, I've seen it all across the internet. Everybody's kind of in the same boat. And it was kind of just serendipitous to us that we were putting on new music anyway. So it seems like everybody's just kind of chilling at home and social distancing and stuff. So they're taking the time to listen uh, via these streaming services and, like, live streams. So it's kind of, like, worked out in that manner, but it is still kind of, like, a downside of uh, being in the band right now, stopping able to play shows. But we are looking forward to getting back out there. Yeah, because at this time, since your album drops on May 1st, you would want to be outside, you know, uh, at the shows and playing some of their new music so people could get used to it. Are, have you guys still plan to maybe perform something uh, for the fans on, on Facebook Live or, or any of these uh, platforms? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, we just I was actually just talking to my drummer before you called. Um, we're going to try to set something up where we do a FaceTime or, like, I think the new thing is Zoom right now. Right. We're going to try to do some sort of a, yeah, some sort of live stream performance, maybe around the end of April once we get our tops together. But, yeah, it's definitely the goal. Yeah, that is cool. And, and I've seen many bands, like I said, that they go and perform in their, in their, in their, their garage. Uh, they'll do the Zoom, of course, practicing social distancing, and, and people would just type in, you know, what song do you want to listen to, and then you know they they chip in or whatnot, or or, or just keep promoting their uh, their merchandise, you know, so you guys could could uh, keep yourself afloat. I mean, we're all going to be uh, in a tough position where, once we're back out. But uh, either way, did you guys have planned any concerts during this time, or in the springtime, or in the summertime that you have lined up? Yeah, we had a few shows that unfortunately got canceled, and um, I think the big thing for us is going to be our release show. Um, it's going to be in Philly at Creep Records on May 29th, so we're all just kind of like holding our breath to see if that's going to be able to be a thing or not. And again, the so that's new, like the main thing we're looking forward to. And the new album is Internet Noise. It drops May 1st, so at least that's a good thing. People will have some time to kind of get a good a feel for it uh, a good feel for the album they'll be able to be home listen to it get get accustomed to it now about this music yeah single loose is the first uh single right. Why, why'd you guys decide to drop this song out of uh, all, all your other songs in the album so we wanted to drop this one we dropped the song before it and then we dropped this one next and these are kind of the more fun songs off the album and we just figured that it would just give everybody a good idea of what to expect from the uh, from the rest of it, and single loose. Can you tell me a little bit about the, as far as the lyrics? What inspired this song? How it all came about? Sure. Um, so loose cannon. I've always said it's kind of like a. It's just about embracing like the spirit of being punk rock or like being individual, just kind of going your own way. And um, I think personally for me, it's just like 
growing up in general and just getting through life but it was like delivered in such a fun way that I think people found it was like receptive to them so yeah yeah and, and I definitely feel or, or listen to or hear that early 2000s pop punk punk a vibe in your music I it just just for example just a loose cannon I, I hear that uh, some uh, 41 or a blink 182 I, I hear it in there somewhere in somewhere 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 in there uh, it's definitely the vibe that I get now this is your second album the first one was a uh, university and now how different is that album uh, yeah. compared to this album so that album has like a night and day difference um, mainly because since then we've added a new member um, we have a lead guitarist now, just kind of changes the dynamic, and like the way we approach songwriting is, was totally different for this upcoming album, and I think you can definitely hear that. You can kind of hear us mature and sound going from that album, which I think was in 2017, and then three years later we're going to be dropping this one. There's definitely a lot of growth in between those uh, those uh, that time period. Uh, and I could kind of I could kind of get that vibe. I was listening to one song from that album, um, Flip Cup. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that just really takes you back to like really first album Blink 182. You know, um, right, right. It, it really takes you back to that. I mean, I, I don't know where those guys you know recorded it, but it almost seemed like they were just like in the bed in the garage or something and just laying it loose, telling a story, you know, a funny story. But um, <laughs> how did you guys? You say it's a different, you know, you're matured. But now the the, the whole recording to that album was it different compared to this one? Oh, so much different, yeah. Um, just like, long story short, we really had the time. Our good friend Tyler Sky from my Monoplane Studios actually helped us record this and produce this upcoming album. Um, he worked with, um, what's his name, Tom Ward Algae. He worked with a Blink-182 himself. And he, he learned like from him and stuff, so he was able to help us like push our songs to their best potential and also give us the time we need to just kind of sit on each song and really like delve into how far we can take it artistically and like having that kind of freedom as compared to what we had before with uh in university it was just you know in a crap studio like you were saying really just made the difference and what song from the new album are you looking forward to to performing live uh when we get back to normal here and you guys get on stage but which one do you think is really going to get the crowd up and dance and crowd surf and all that good stuff which you know hopefully they let us crowd surf I mean I don't even know how, much, how long we're going to practice social <laughs> distancing you know what I mean right right yeah hopefully yeah, maybe we'll all wear gloves and just do it that way you know <laughs> but uh I, I think we would all have a different answer mine personally is um I would say loose cannon I'm ready to play that one and you know, we, you know, you know, we laugh about the whole uh, atmosphere that we're so used to uh, punk band shows and rock shows and heavy metal shows and heavy metal. You have the the pit. Uh, you got all yeah. these crazy things. And again, we're, I'm just jumping the gun here. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. But how do you think it's going to change at a concert? I mean, when they pack us up in, in, a, in a venue that maybe fits sometimes. You know, 200, 100, or, or 1,000, and, and they really pack us in there. How do you think this is going to change uh, for musicians um, knowing that this still is still, uh, 
people are going to have this stuff in their head. I mean, it's not going to be just like, hey, let's go out there and let's have fun because people are going to have it in their brain. Oh, I can't get close to that guy or that girl. Right, and I, I think that's a good point to bring up. I think this is going to change the conversation on public safety and uh, just, I forget how to word it, but you know what I mean? It's, it is changing the way we look at things. And honestly, I hope things go back to as normal as they can go, maybe just like have some hand sanitizer at the exit. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe at the entrance, or take their temperature at the entrance. Yeah, I remember, I remember, and I and I, I I can't remember exactly when, but maybe it was after nine eleven or something like that. But you know, back then you were able to yeah. get as close as you can to the stage, where I was able to reach out my hand and you know you can shake and hands with the, the singers and all. Oh, that. right, right. But but now then they got dividers. You know, they got dividers. If you go to a festival, they got dividers in the middle that divides the crowd and then you have a, like a good maybe good 10 feet maybe a good 10 15 feet away from the stage that you're not able to do that anymore so they made that change so you know we don't know what's going to happen now when we go back to the yeah. and like you said they're going to take your temperature and it, it's you know and then they started doing the, the wand and the padding and, and all these other things that they do but what are they going to do now i mean this is just another aspect that they're going to they're going to add and it kind of takes the fun of it because, you know, those that they have experienced that, it's so much fun. But for the younger generations, our kids, they might not be able to really experience that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not the case. But I guess we'll just see what uh, what time can tell. So what's what's next for you? Of course, uh, again, it's still kind of blurry as far as what's going to happen next. But what is the goal here? How many shows you you plan to do this this twenty um, twenty? And uh, what states do you plan on hitting? Well, hopefully uh, all this will pass soon. We do have a tour set up with some of our friends in the band Goalkeeper. Mm. Um, we have yet to release any information about that yet, but we're looking to tour in July. And I forget some of the big cities. Actually, I forget. But the states we're going to hit are Ohio and like North Carolina. Basically, like an East Coast run, it seems like. Well, if you can, try so to... We're, we're very excited to do that. Try to fit in there somehow. Try to fit in there, Florida. We'd love to have you down here. Now, as far as bands, of course, I, I hear the the. We talked about a little Blink, Blink One Eighty Two, Some Forty One, and all those bands. But which one for you personally mm-hmm. uh, was your favorite out of all these bands, or or other bands, other punk uh, bands? True, Blink One Eighty Two will always be a favorite for me. That's that's definitely my number one. Um, but other influences, you know, Green Day and. Alistair, the starting line, even a lot of those classic pop punk bands, and even like getting into the newer stuff today, like um, New Neck Deep, Waster, uh, Real Friends, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's always my taste is kind of growing and changing as well, but those classics always stick with you, you know? You think that there'll be a new wave of pump punk band like it was back in the early 2000s? You think it'll make a comeback? With guys like yourself and bands, yeah, it seems to be going that way. Yeah, there's like there's a couple bands, like I said, Goalkeeper, that are kind of doing that same thing. They're pushing that early 2000s catchy, catchy songwriting style, and it does seem to be coming back a little bit. But again, it'll be an interesting thing to see how that unfolds. Well, Zach, I want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, again, everyone, May first is when the album drops. Internet Noise, a single. 
Uh, is Loose Cannon available right now on the streaming services? Make sure you follow the guys on social media. And uh, please uh, look out for hopefully a, a live Zoom or Facebook Live or YouTube Live, whatever the hell you're going to have. The point is, let us know when you're gonna, you guys are going to put this up there. We love to share with our, our listeners here so they can tune in live and they can get some sort of a concert feel in their home. <laughs> Well, thanks again, Zach. Uh, Friend Circle doing a great job there of bringing that 2000 flavor of pop punk. Something that we need during these times because that music was just so great. You know, it was an opportunity to re- it's with your catharsis. You know, you release everything and make fun of all the dumb things that people did back in their teenage years. But Friend Circle and among other bands are definitely doing that by keeping that genre alive. So thank you very much, Zach and Friend Circle. And listen to the album this coming Friday, May 1st. Hey, Pat Militich is not done with fighting. According to longtime MMA promoter and manager Monte Cox, UFC Hall of Famer Militich will compete in a fight after this whole pandemic stuff is over with. He's going to fight against Michael Nunn in a kickboxing match. Now, Michael Nunn is a WBA boxing champion. Militich, of course, is a UFC Hall of Famer. And Cox, who managed Militage for much of his career, revealed the booking will take place after the pandemic during a recent episode of the It's Time with Bruce Buffer podcast. The fight was originally being discussed for April, but has been pushed off because of COVID-19. Mind you, Militage is 52, Michael Nunn is 56, but get this, Nunn was just recently released from prison. That's right. He was serving a 16.5 or 16 and a half years of a 24-year sentence for pleading guilty to one count of conspiracy to distribution or to distribute cocaine. Will you tune in to watch that? Militich hasn't hasn't fought since 2002. So you're going to get two 50-year-old guys or late 50-year-old guys because none is 56. Uh, Militich being the younger guy at 52. You're going to get 250 guys, 50-year-old guys going at it one-on-one. Are you going to tune in? Are you excited about this? Please share your thoughts. Is it even worth buying this? You guys are not at the prime anymore. I mean, I'm I'm okay with the senior league. That's great, but don't put this stuff as your main event. It's become like a sideshow, if you know what what I'm talking about here. Hey, so uh, one thing, though, that that I'm going to be serious about is that... uh, the UFC will indeed host their event May 9th with the main event being Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson. And it's going to take place in Florida, in Jacksonville. Shout out to Combat Night, which were the la- was, which was the last promotion in the States to have an event. And they held it in Jacksonville. As you know, Dana White has stated that he had a, an island prepared, ready to go. But we're going to go ahead and stay in the States. And Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena is the venue. 
as Ferguson and Gaethje will be the main event, followed by Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz for the bantamweight title. Francis Ngano and uh, Rosensterk are also on the card. Jeremy Stevens, Calvin Catter. Uh, it's it's a it's a whole it's a great freaking card. Donald Cerrone, Anthony Pettis, man, this is just Nico Price, Vicente Luque, good stuff. Verdum versus uh, Alexi Olyanek. This is the fight actually was supposed to happen quite some time uh, over in Russia, and now we're making it happen here in the states. So really great fight and an opportunity for us to finally sit back, relax. And watch some freaking fights for once. And a good fight too with Justin and, and, and Ferguson. Of course it's going to be in an empty arena. But hey, it's some fresh content. I can't wait to sit back on May 9th. It's a few days after Cinco de Mayo. And enjoy an amazing fight card. Hey, thanks for tuning in everyone. Really appreciate the love and support. And um, again, make sure you follow our socials. Uh, our Romano 201 is a YouTube channel. And you can always find us on our website, theromanshow.com. Hey, we'll catch you right here on the program. Thank you very much. Make sure you share and like our, our, our socials, as I mentioned, the Facebook and Instagram and media, and on Twitter at The Roman Show. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. We have it on. 